and hello we are back in the Stroll's compendium and we're doing something we haven't done in a while actually a mid-season anime review right Bob? oh yeah we got some stuff to talk about we got some seeds to sow for the seasonal review in a few weeks yeah so first things up i do want to uh address that uh this season is kind of small but not because there weren't a lot of shows that were supposed to be released thank you covid Uh, yeah yeah the covid mixtape is uh running strong it has been completely fire and things are just not going great for everybody but um remember like two seasons ago when we sat down and looked at mal and we're like oh man this season's gonna be huge and then everything got delayed yeah this season was actually looking to be part of a ridiculously massive two-hitter season with a lot of really good um releases and re um comebacks so to start i will say um some of the bigger ones that uh, got delayed was food wars they got three episodes out and then it's got delayed um millionaire detective balance unlimited was one that i wasn't expecting because i didn't even know about this show and i saw a little bit of it and it looked pretty cool but i decided not to watch it because the three episodes and then it's like on delay and all i know same f- is they've got a shelby cobra on the cover of that one so <laughs> i gotta find out what's up with that that's sh- it's actually kind of cool like i like the premise of it it's a little it's, i don't think it's like too too serious but like it's it's supposed it has this level of seriousness that a uh detective anime should but has a little bit of those like what the heck kind of things like why is this why why is this happening like what what is is this dude for real kind of deal almost kind of like a monk in a sense if anybody's ever seen that show but that's that um pokemon got delayed i don't remember if it like just got like episode delays or if it like just got put on hold altogether and quite a few other ones too like for whoever decided they wanted to watch this uh sword art online part two of the uh underworld <laughs> the underworld <laughs> war they got delayed and uh probably one of the biggest ones that got delayed for this was re-zero season two and i'm pretty sure there was not a lot of people that was happy about that oh everyone who has Crunchyroll and likes re-zero got burned because they did the um director's cut release which you know put the whole thing the whole two core show into one core and i i forgot how much i liked re-zero you know it's no masterpiece but it's kind of fun (laughs) as dark and edgy as it can be and also weirdly goofy um and you know Tsuburu is sometimes the most unlikable guy. Honestly, but it's like they had this whole thing leading up to it. Like, oh yeah, we're just gonna, you know, do this and then we'll hit the ground running for season two. And that did not happen. But hey, you've got Frozen Bonds to watch now on Crunchyroll, so. Yeah, that was actually nice for them. Nice of them. Um, it ends like there's not much we can really say because it's not really their fault. They're doing what they're supposed to be doing. Can't blame Studio White Fox for that. Yeah. But um, the biggest one for me that hurt my soul was the days before it was supposed to start was um, the third <laughs> season of 
teen romantic comedy snafu. Oh, you were so pissed when other guy got delayed. Dude, I was so mad. I was just you... playing near, and you were in the Xbox chat with me, and you're like, wait, what? No, fuck, fuck, fuck. Yeah, no, I, I was not happy. I, 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 I had a feeling it was going to happen. I was really hoping it wasn't, but it happened, and I was like, damn, I can't, I can't do anything about it. So, there was that. And then, like, hey, we'll get it eventually. That is true. We will get it eventually. The most notable movies, though, that got postponed. Um, I know a lot of people that are fans of Evangelion. 3.0 plus 1.0 got delayed. Final rebuild's gone for a while. Gotta wait. Yeah. And then Fate Stay Night, Heaven's Feel, the third part, is also postponed. Which, I have a ton of uh, friends and people that I know that are, like, massive Fate fans, and... They were really looking forward to this, and I I felt bad because like these movies are all like phenomenally done, so it was a lot to look forward to. And the last movie that I wanted to talk about was uh, Violet Evergarden. See, I it got delayed, oh. but I don't know if it got actually got released. Some because I did see Violet Evergarden got an update recently, but um, on if you're referring to Netflix, um, that's the um oba that release earlier in the year in the u.s and oh, okay that makes sense 2019 Re- really like that um very very pretty yeah um, that that shows but Ugh. yeah i'm i'm very pissed that evergarden got delayed because if there's one thing we know it's that movies take forever to get from japan to the u.s i Promare, you know, probably one of the biggest ones of 2019, released in, like, May, I think, uh, in Japan, and it didn't show up in the U.S. until September. And then it got another showing in December, and yeah. it got another showing, which was canceled in April, so. Yeah, that was ridiculous. Actually, that was actually ridiculous. It was just Promare everywhere. <laughs> Well, for the people who didn't get a chance to watch it or want to watch it again, do remember that the DVD is coming out relatively soon, actually. Yep. So I already that'll... placed my order because I got to put it on my shelf of trigger stuff. Yeah, I'm actually looking to uh, see if I can snag a collector's edition if it's not too expensive. Um, but that was it for the movies. There was one show that I forgot to talk about and that I completely forgot that was getting a second core this early because I thought it was going to be coming out a little later. No Guns Life second core was supposed to start this season. Gun Dad got pushed yep. back. I got mean, pushed not... back. Honestly, it seems like a bunch of shows lately have done the whole, oh yeah, we're going to do two cores back to back, and then, you know, they start working on it like, oh, we don't actually have them far enough along to meet the deadline. Um, let's push it back a season. Yeah, I don't know if that's what actually happened, but honestly, it feels kind of weird having a three-month break between seasons, and I kind of don't like it. Certain shows, I'm okay with it. Like, with Hero Academy, I'm fine with it because they really don't want to get caught up, and they're doing, like, 24-episode cores each time, so that's understandable. It's this mix between... We want to have more content, but if it comes out too soon, it 
feels like they run the risk of it being crap. Yeah. That's yeah. that's that's something that we have to kind of deal with. We we're not going to hit the jackpot pot every time. So, yeah. you know. But um that's more or less it from COVID um dropping that hot fire and making our lives simultaneously great and awful and you know because that's just what it does i think it's just awful now everyone's going stir crazy yep people are going stir crazy some people don't believe in it and it's it's a whole issue that i really don't want to get into but um look all i'm gonna say is just be safe you know yes wearing a face mask doesn't you know prevent you from catching it but if you do have it and you don't know it mitigates the risk of you spreading it so wear a mask for other people but at the same time don't let this you know stop you from living yeah you gotta find a good middle ground you gotta be safe and take the consideration of people around you but moving on from things that covid stopped let's talk about the things they couldn't stop uh <laughs> fuck you covid so um we're gonna talk about some of the returning shows uh the biggest one obviously in my opinion so far is kaguya season two there will be favoritism at the anime awards this season i am just saying it right now there will be favoritism it's gonna be bad because i know what he's gonna be talking about and you know uh, exactly what i'm talking about Kaguya-sama is fucking great. Yes. Now, it's not the only thing that's um, starting off as a second season. You know, it's... Obviously, it was that. It was um, Food Wars that was supposed to, but there was a couple others. about this season. It's not gonna be good. Look, you know... I haven't even read it, but I know how this is gonna be bad because it's it's just gotta be they tied up all the narrative stakes they tied up every fucking plot line and they finished character arcs and now they're just gonna open it up again and try to cram it into what 12 episodes yeah no uh the whole thing is gonna be ridiculous it's gonna now, be that's bad not, that's not the only continuing thing that um people should be looking forward to fruits basket second season has been so far phenomenal i've you, enjoyed it is lot. it harm Yes, but it's wholesome, Harum. It it's feel good sometimes, and it it deals with some decent emotional weight. It's got a lot of emotional weight. It's like, and this is stuff that um I'm pretty sure this is actually new for most people because, if I'm not mistaken, season two is covering a lot of stuff that was never covered in the original anime. So, this is nice for fans of the older Fruits Basket and who have been following this for quite some time. They're getting a nice treat. And this Especially time, th- it's got shading. <laughs> yes. Uh, I will say that the original, I remember um, reading about it online on random so things. The original anime like did not age well at all. Oh, like that early digital animation just... It looks terrible. It really does. Nothing Ooh. in that era aged well. No, no, most things didn't age well. There are still some that are actually not too terrible on the eyes, but you know what? I'm not gonna, I'm I'm not gonna go too too far into that. Just know that season two, Fruits Basket, 
it's picking up right where it left off and it's we're gonna see some characters that we didn't see in the anime that's something that we saw in the manga and the animation and the voice acting is top notch so thank you tms entertainment for this nice beautiful treat now the next little second core we're getting i'm going to talk about two of them right now actually um the first one we're going to be talking about uh book chan and uh her adventures of being a i want to make books in another world <laughs> and so far not bad uh the first season was pretty solid i'm not gonna lie i enjoyed it uh second season i haven't sat down and watched too too much of it yet to be completely honest i've been it's not bad st- um, it, it, it's not bad I would, dr I would stone light is uh kind of taking a break from the dr stone side of things it's less making and more dealing with you know her new living situation um because mine's in a very unique place yeah I, oh yeah she is that, that's a whole situation for another uh, talk. But uh, the second thing I wanted to show up was uh, this one actually snuck under my nose, right? Wasn't expecting to see this. I didn't think it was going to happen, to be completely honest, as much as I kind of wanted it to. And that was for multiple reasons. And um, Sugu Momo, or as the second season is called, Sugu Sugu Momo, is the second season of that uh, one particular anime that honestly pushes the harem battle manga thing to the extremes like the extreme of extremes and it's it's kind of ridiculous like as somebody who read the manga i read it for quite some time i still read it when it comes out um the story overall is not bad it's actually pretty solid it's just that the level of etchy hijinks are borderline high school dxd or worse and that's saying a lot that's saying a lot because high school dxd has some pretty crazy hijinks but you know that's kind of the whole joke it is it's not very serious no it's not but like you can you get that same kind of vibe from sugumomo however i have to watch this now you might however i will say that the season that they're doing with uh and the fact that we might actually get more than 12 episodes for the season makes sense because uh they're getting into the real thick part of the story so it's going to be really enjoyable to watch especially with certain characters that come back come to light in this uh anime so i'm looking forward to that that's more that's more or less the um the sequels i mean like when we're talking about these sequels, the ones that I'm watching the most right now is Kaguya-sama because I I, I, I got it. Glad I told you to watch it last year. It's like, well, I knew it was, I knew what it was, right? And like, I had read the manga and I kind of had a feeling it was going to get an anime, but like, I didn't sit down and like read, read or watch, watch it uh, during that point in time. And then you were like, just do it, and I was like, all right, fine. And I was like, all right, yeah. I mean, my. My thing with Kaguya-san right now is they're sticking with a 12-episode run. Um, so, on one hand, I'm always glad to have more Kaguya-sama. And we've got Miko Ino in the group now, and she is 
just fantastic. Um, not best girl. Hayasaka is best girl. <laughs> no one's gonna fight me on that. Um, but uh, I don't know. I don't think we're gonna see Ishigami get his moment. But then again, we might. And I Listen. really hope we do because Ishigami is best boy. <laughs> see, and that's the thing too is um, watching the second season of Kaguya-sama. I will say that the pacing has been pretty damn solid honestly like they're not it doesn't look like they're rushing anything it's like i think they might be jumping around on certain things but they're i don't think it's skipping too... a couple chapters here and there but yeah you know they're not skipping too much that could be considered critical and that is where you can tell it's a seasoned studio because they know where they can cut and where they can't cut yeah, it's like A1 Pictures figured out how to make anime again. It's a it's a beautiful thing, honestly. It's a really beautiful thing. Like I, oh man, I'm really. Also, they got Masayuki Suzuki to do the OP again, and I don't care what anyone says. I like the guy. <laughs> I mean, just look up a picture of him. The man is fucking fine. Does he does he look how he sounds? He does. <laughs> He oh, looks that's exactly beautiful. how he sounds. And for anybody who doesn't understand my question there, uh, there are certain people that when you hear their voice, you see a specific style of the face or a specific like way that they could look. And when they look like that, it just hits on a different level. Like it really does. Like I there the amount of times that I've seen things like I've seen people not look how they sound. Like um there's one famous uh singer from the 80s who everybody and their mother thought was black but when you actually see the guy he he's white like and he had the most soulful voice i've ever heard and you just like you just people thought elvis was black too for a while yeah yeah but like that exposure and you see him then it hits it hits different in the same kind of way that i'm explaining now for that because you're like, oh, he sounds like that, and he looks like that? Oh my god. Like, it's a way to ra- really drag some people in. But, um, Kaguya Season 2, I definitely recommend it. I, it, it does, it's not going to drop any quality. I, I, I can assure you of the quality of that show. Like, it's going to be really good. Um, also, if you need any reaction images, just watch one episode, and you'll have, like, 150 of them. I know, because yeah. I did it. Yeah, and I have he, 150 screen caps. You should have seen my face when I was chilling one day, and I was on Xbox, and I had I joined our party, and he comes and he's like, "Yeah, so I just documented reaction I- images from like whatever episode it was. It was of episode Kaga. one in faces, and the number that he gave me was absolutely absurd. And I was just like, "Come on, really." <laughs> So, there's three more continuing ones that I wanted to uh, lightly touch upon. Uh, Plunderer, which I think is going to be finishing up this uh, season. I th- yeah, I think it's a two-core run. Um, yeah, because they're in the uh, time skip episode arc, right? Right now? Well, not uh, time skip, but... Yeah, they just wrapped that up in the uh, last episode. 
Okay, yeah, so R, I know exactly where you are in the anime, and, um, for this one, uh, I'll be honest, like, some things were like, wow, that's actually pretty fun, and other things I'm just like, oh god, when will it end? Yeah, there, there are certain things, um, all I know is I found out what's in the book. <laughs> People who watched, who read the manga, or, hell, even listen to the last uh episode where we did the review um people know what i'm talking about i found out what was in the book <laughs> so i don't need to watch any more unless i want to uh but i will say like i do have my own issues with some of the um anime and some of the series in general but the thing that really does carry the series is not the main character but it's the supporting cast the main character just kind of like I've kind of put him off as just being like a plot point. He's he's usable for the plot, but like it's really the side characters and all the other characters he's not involved. Really, the main character. He's not really the driving force behind the narrative, other than you know, I mean, technically he is the driving force. He is the one who's causing things to happen, but it's more people's reactions to what he does. It's not so much what he does. Exactly. And honestly, I'm not upset with it. I I think as a character, he's hit or miss sometimes. Sometimes he has really good moments, but then like his his antics can be kind of annoying. However, yeah, like his antics are about as bad as the antics from Seven Deadly Sins. From uh, oh, wow, yeah. yes, thank you. Those are the, pretty bad. The purge oaks are. This may just be a personal thing, but for me, I always find that when a character is written to be a perv, they're always written just a little bit too pervy for me to like them. And it sucks. There's a difference between, you know, jokingly pervy and sexual harassment pervy, and it seems like they always go for the sexual harassment thing. Yeah. You gotta find it. the one, the few ones that I've seen that nail it really well, or do pretty well in um getting that nice middle ground, are characters actually like one of the, one of the best characters written in Naruto was Jiraiya. He had that perfect level of perviness, but he also, you know, he he may have seemed like that and whatnot and been really pervy on the outside here and there, but you could tell that it was not his whole character and that it was more or less kind of used as like to have brief moments of like relaxation and comedy and kind of like tie up in some like weird things like this dude's pretty cool although he has his weird quirks kind of deal which is really cool Issei Hyodo (laughs) why the fuck is High School DXD doing it better like he doesn't do the I'm gonna go grope a bitch thing. You know? It's disappointing. But anyways, off the topic of Hito yeah. and his perviness. Yeah, there's the last two. Uh, one of the ones, uh, Railgun, um, that season, they had some delays on their episodes, but uh, it's still going on. Uh, it's still getting updated. It's still they. I think they figured it out. I think they're gonna try to finish it out too, and then Hiro no Sora, which is one of my personal favorites, and 
anybody who watches this and enjoys it, you're in for a treat. But then anybody who reads the manga, like me, we all know what's happening and like we're bracing for this treat that we're gonna get. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a nice little wild ride. That one's actually gonna go on for a little bit longer than I expected, but I'm all for it. Now, of all the ones that are returning, there's a decent cast of it, considering with all the second seasons that the second seasons we didn't get and all the third seasons and everything that I didn't cover. There's a decent amount. So you can honestly watch any of that and then be fulfilled for the season. However, moving on, we're going to talk about the new boys on the block. And there's quite a few that are uh, making an impact right now, in my opinion. And I'm going to actually let you start off with one, Val. Which which oh. one of the new ones do you like the best oh, so oh, far? Oh, you're, you're letting me start. Um, well, <laughs> you know exactly what I'm going to bring up, don't you? <laughs> I'm pretty sure I do. Um, well, let me just play into my stereotype. Um, so, uh, Studio Trigger has graced us with another TV anime. Um, you thought Beastars was going to turn you into a furry? No, it's going to be BNA. Not really. Um, but, uh, yeah, BNA, um, it's fun because, you know, Trigger being Trigger, they know how to animate stuff in the most awesome way, and it always makes me happy, and, you know, I I think character design was, uh, Sushio again, he did the character design for Kill La Kill, so, you know, they've got that sort of rough look to them. Um, Yep. It honestly kind of looks like it's still done on uh, cell animation instead of digital because Trigger knows how to do that look exceptionally well. Um, All 12 episodes are out. Um, I don't know if they've released on Netflix in the U.S., though. Um, So, personally, I sail the seven seas to watch them. Um, (laughs) But, uh... Yeah, um, it was fun. Uh, it does have some narrative issues, but we can talk about those at the seasonal review. Uh, I don't want to touch on them too much here. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Now, <clears throat> for me, right? Uh, I brought this up before, before it came out, and I was told, I'm pretty sure anybody who knows me, they're pretty excited at the fact that I keep bringing this up. But, uh, Tower of God, and I was excited for this anime for multiple reasons. First of all, I wanted a way to get into the series without starting the light, uh, the webcomic immediately. Because every time I thought about reading it, I was in the, in the process of doing, like, a lot of other stuff, and I didn't have the time at the time. Haha. <laughs> but then the anime got announced, along with uh, God of High School, and you really... The thing about this show so far is about seven episodes in. The animation is probably some of the more unique that I've seen. Oh, absolutely. And the studio that's doing it, Telecom Animation, I don't know of too much of their previous works offhand, but what they've done with this show so far has actually been pretty good. The fights have been very clean, and they've been very easy to watch. It's very easy to keep track of all the different stuff that's going on, and I really like the shifts for the comedic animation style into the serious animation style. 
And for anybody that doesn't understand what I mean, it's like when they go from like having like the actual animation and the characters on screen to having like those little like TV styled art characters on the screen talking and everything else. It's really cool how they transition from that from to to and fro. So this one I was really hoping they handled it really well. And they have. And because of that, we will be getting more webtoons turned into anime. But the one that should submit that it should be the one that's coming out next season which is god of high school and the reason i bring that up is because they were they announced both of them at the same time tower of god is first god of high school is second god they're both done by different studios two completely different animation styles mind you and realistically like this was a really good one to start with because of how long these both are and the first season for tower of god with everything going on it was a really good choice, in my opinion, because I do know a little bit. Never really been into the webtoons sort of stuff. Honestly, Tower of God is absolutely amazing. Like I, I went in with absolutely zero expectations, but the attention to detail in here, like little tiny bits that we'll talk about, like the seasonal review, um made me very happy because you know I I like my fine detail. I like my little tiny things that no one will really notice. Um, yep. But yeah, as you were talking about fights, they have a lot of weight to them and I know, you all know how I like weight and fights and feeling like blows actually carry force and seeing all the people have to react to taking those hits or not taking those hits. Um, it's very, very well done. I just wish that they would call him Yoru instead of Bam in the subtitles, but, you know, that's a, <laughs> that's an editing choice that's outside of my control. I'd rather have a slightly dumb-sounding name than, you Bam. know, <laughs> Bam Majira. <laughs> I mean, honestly... It's fine, and I like what I like the direction of, that everything's going, and I'm looking forward to seeing who Crunchyroll is able to employ to do more webtoons, because considering how well Tower of God is doing, if God of High School does as good or better, then I'm pretty positive there's a couple other webtoons that can get snagged up now and made into anime. But it really depends on the, the studios that will be available to do that. And with COVID going on, we won't know for a while, to be completely honest. Honestly, I'm now, just glad to see that, you know, this is given people who otherwise wouldn't have a chance to have their story in a medium like this. It's given them that chance. You know, most people could only ever dream about having this little thing that they put up on a website for no money. To get turned into, you know, the biggest hit of the season, but you now Crunchyroll is actually making that a possibility, and they're doing something good for once. For God's sakes, pay your fucking editors and translators. <laughs> yes. Now there are a couple things that uh, Crunchyroll needs to get done on the other they don't side. Don't move into but... a new office and start paying me. <laughs> but 
I, I will digress for now. Uh, there's a couple other, there's four other shows in particular that I want to talk about. I'm going to leave the one that I haven't gotten a chance to watch with last. I'm going to start with the two that um I think are really good, like, top tier of the season so far. So the first one we're going to talk about is Sing Yesterday For Me. This one is so nice. Now, this is one of those type of animes where they don't have an opening sequence. And I can tell you right now, I have not seen a lot of anime do that before. Very few have done it and been successful. And this one is all about raw character interactions and all kind of like you really feel like it's a small world when you watch all these characters like sort of get to know each other and kind of like interact and all of this the main character is completely likable the side characters are even more likable than the main character and they are really good pushing force for the main character and to making the story progress in a decent way now going off of that as well all of the characters that seem to kind of like come and go with this show from the outside of the main core, they all have their own arcs so far. Like we're about six episodes, six or seven episodes in, and we've had two characters that are not part of the main cast or part of the recurring cast, I should say. And they've been very good. They're very well written and you get a lot out of them in the one episode that they're in. And it's ridiculous. Honestly, like you don't get that from a lot of writing, but this is such a strong character and handwritten story. It's very good. I recommend it to anybody who likes to who likes that kind of genre, the slice of life genre. It's really worth it. Also, the ending theme gets a lot more pressure, in my opinion, when your show doesn't have an opening. And this ending theme nails it, like absolutely nails it. But that's. That's that's how I feel about that show. Have you have you actually gotten a chance to watch it at all? No, uh, I have not. Um, I'll be honest, I kind of slacked off in preparation for this podcast because um, I've been actually making a lot of progress with writing and such. Um, so very easily sidetracked and very much not in the mood to watch stuff. Uh, for whatever reason, maybe I'm just getting sick of being holed up in the house with only anime and video games to pass the time. Yeah, but, uh, that, that, that is fair. Yeah, it's, that, it's on the watch list, so. Well, the one that I know you have watched, uh, Kakushigoto. Ah, Kakushigoto, yes, um... Very, very fun, that one. Um, premise is this guy, uh, Kakushi, uh, or actually his name is Kakushi Goto, which, for those who don't know, is a very, very weird name. Um, so much so it sounds like a pen name. And he's a mangaka who used his actual name instead of a pen name. And he draws... A very risque manga. And he does not want his daughter to find out that he is a mangaka, let alone that he draws a risque manga. 
So it's essentially a Psyche K situation. I think it's actually the same voice actor, too, um, where he's just kind of trying to do everything he can to make sure his daughter doesn't find out about his disgraceful job. So much so that he leaves the house in a suit, stops off at a store where he's got a friend who lets him put his suit in the back, and then he changes into a t-shirt and shorts and walks the rest of the way to his office. I will also bring up, he has a contingency plan if his daughter somehow finds the place, which I thought was hilarious. And like this, this guy, like he's been, he's an experienced mangaka, and he's um going strong in the field for quite some time in the story of the um show. And so much so that things have settled down. Yeah, and it's like you watch what he has for his contingency plan, and it's 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 a treat to watch. But um, the characters in this one, I actually really like the dynamic between him and his daughter, and. The dynamic you get from them is very, it's very wholesome. It's very sweet. So wholesome. So sweet. Um, like you can t- if you're looking for a fantastic ending theme, this is the one for you. Uh, maybe I'm just, you know, very fond of that style of music. But it sounds like a song that was written in, like, the late 50s or early 60s. Like, they've even got the mic quality saying that sort of slight echo that you hear in like beach boys and roy orbison songs yep i love it i love it so you know, very much also the animation for this is surprisingly very well done like yeah you wouldn't think that this would need the sort of animation that they put into it but it works <laughs> and it works well too because like it's very easy for the art style that this um manga has to transition poorly into an anime but they oh, did a absolutely. phenomenal job transforming it and it's so vibrant and life full filled with life yet at the same time you can see it's kind of got that mellow kind of laid back kind of thing to it so and they also aren't afraid to show you know that dirt builds up on things you know it's not the standard you know everything is clean look that we get it's, yeah, there are buildings that are very clearly aged and probably need to have a hose taken to them. Yeah. Now, this one I've been watching, and it's like this is almost a guilty pleasure at this point. But um, it's an isekai, and there's two isekais that I'm watching this season. Uh, this one is reincarnated as a villainess. All flags lead to doom. Oh yes. So, I have enjoyed that a lot more than I thought I would. I have to agree because I really like what they. I thought it was they... gonna suck. You know, like I kind of was. I I, I kind of had my. I kind of had my uh, hold back my thoughts on it, and then I watched the first episode and I like how they handled it because she was, if not for the injury she got to her head. She might not have ever realized she was an Isak- she was uh, from another world, and you know that happens a lot. Whatever plot, you need a reason for this to, for you to remember. But what she does throughout the series is so hilarious and like surprisingly wholesome. She's just like she's a very nice person, 
that got reincarnated and basically saved the life, in my opinion, of an otherwise shitty, typical, haughty, rich girl. And like you you watch you watch what she's like looking at to what's going to happen to her and then everything that's going around her. She has got that perfect level of density to other people. Oh she is so great with how poorly she reads the situation sometimes. Yes. Like she makes the incorrect connection with everyone. <laughs> and the results it's are just so goddamn hilarious. The results are absolutely hilarious and honestly like it makes for a very good main character when you have a character like this. She's written pretty well. She's trying to change the situation that she knows is going to happen because of what she's because of everything. And this isn't anything about like overpowered people or anything. It's just a girl trying to make sure she doesn't like die. Anything she's critically underpowered. <laughs> exactly. So it's ten like, years of study, and all she can do is form a small little bump of earth. And yet she still gets into that school, which I thought was hilarious. But well, you know, she's what? rich, and you know, yeah. But uh, that that's one isekai. The other isekai, which both of them ironically started off kind of the same, sort of, is uh, the eighth son. Are you kidding me? That one. The reason I ended up watching this is because of the na- name of the title, and I was like, they really, they really did that with the name of the sh- with the show. So. It's an isekai, and it's a standard isekai at that. However, I will say what they did and how they're handling it so far isn't bad. So, the main character, he's typical isekai guy into a kid, gets raised by another magician who you find out is an undead, and then you're pretty much just kind of watching as he like moves about life because he's born into an obscenely poor family but his family's also like technically royalty in a sense or whatever is like what like what kind of situation is this that you're technically royalty but you're also poor and then you're also the eighth son so you have to be careful about everything you do so it's like all right uh cool the thing that um, made me actually continue to watch it, though, was the supporting cast. Like, some some shows you stay for the main character. Some shows, in my opinion, most shows, the supporting cast can really carry or end a show. And the first trio that you see when they when they first when you first see them in the tight in the show and everything. They're that perfect level of uh, dumb, dumb, and dumber that I like, and it's funny to watch them interact with the main character, who's just trying to get by in life. He doesn't necessarily want fame or fortune or anything, but, like, it's gonna happen. So, that's my take on that show, honestly. Like, it's nothing amazing, but it's pretty good. It's not bad. Like, if you're not gonna miss a ton from watching it but you won't regret watching it is what i would probably say now there's a couple other shows from this season that i actually really want to watch that i haven't gotten a chance to watch and um the main one of that being uh nami yo kitu kure 
it's a base it's about a, a restaurant worker who is going through some tough time enemy? yes that was the english title yeah i think that's the english title like they they're going through some hard times and then basically run into a dude who runs a radio show and he recorded their meetup and then put it on the radio and it was uh you know a hit so oh man that's not gonna get you into huge legal trouble because it's not like japan's broadcasting and privacy laws are even stricter than the u.s <laughs> it's been yes. on the back burner for me because there's just so much this season even with you know all the, the covid mixtape stuff um so i've had to put off a lot of stuff and I'm hoping I get some time to just sit down and watch a ton of anime. Yeah, yeah, I have to agree with it. I've I started back up work recently too, so it's like I'm starting to actually be busy again. But uh I did want to watch that because of the premise. And from what I was told and what I read about it, it does dive into the radio scene a bit in detail. So it's something I was pretty interested in. But um, it's one of those shows where it's like, from on the out, from the out looking in before watching it, I will say it looks like it's gonna be a pretty decent comedy, with a little bit of a uh, real situations. So we'll see where it goes. And the last one from the new season of stuff that I wanted to talk about that I also did not get a chance to watch is Glefnir. Now I haven't watched it, however, I did read a little bit of it about a year or so ago right around when it was starting to come out and i was pleasantly surprised to see it get an anime not because it was bad or anything but because i wasn't too sure if a studio would have the balls to pick it up to be completely honest it's a bit weird yeah it is it's i'll say that um i'm not sure what they're gonna do with a few of the plot lines they've set up all i know is claire does not give a fuck and i very much like her character for that she is not someone i would ever want to meet in real life though no i agree keep her on the other side of the screen um but it's kind of interesting um the whole idea of i'll give you power um if you bring me a coin thing it's kind of like you know the genie in the lamp thing yeah you'll get it but it's not going to be the way you thought it would come yeah and i Uh, honestly kind of like that i did too it was very shocking when i read the first when i read the first few chapters of the series and i was like so that is oh like it's very shocking but from what i've seen from little bit of clips that i've seen here and there the hand, the animation's pretty damn good, and the voice acting is pretty solid too. So I'm looking forward to getting a chance to tackle that one in the future. It's still very weird to see a Kikurumi go toe to toe in a fist fight with a motherfucker, and then pull out a giant fucking gun that's like you know a three inch bullet, you know yes. essentially artillery shell crammed into a handgun. <laughs> Yes, no, that that is very fair. Because like, you think about that, and you're just like, oh, what? You realize the scale on this thing, and you're just like, the fucking bullets are the size of your eye! Yeah, that's terrifying. That is terrifying. 
so that's more or less it for like some of the new shows um in my opinion right now the shows that we definitely we the, the obvious shows we definitely need to keep an eye on the tower of god kind of all of those but uh the surprising one for me honestly was the reincarnated as a villainous that was very surprising for me and although i'm not sure what the hell is that image right here i'm not sure how i feel about it yet i'm only about two episodes in the princess connect redive which is a new one that started the season i'm like on the fence on and yeah constantly the light is kind of a weird thing like it's got a fun opening um it's got a bunch of good little jokes but mostly you know spot comedy yeah um it feels like they're trying to recreate konosuba because visually it looks exactly like konosuba all the mob characters look like mob characters from uh ark and retia uh they got jun fukushima to do a bunch of background voices and he voices kazuma I think they got Rie Takahashi to do a couple of voices too. And it feels like they're just trying to be Konosuba without being Konosuba. Um, yeah. That being said, Carol did show up on the front page of Forza Horizon 4's curated vinyls very quickly. So I guess it's popular. Yeah, we'll have to see, honestly. Like, once I get deeper into it, I'll probably have a better feeling about it, but so far... Dude, I'm I'm current on it, and I'm still not sure how I feel about it. <laughs> um, Moving on from that one, uh, another show that uh, I was keeping my eye on... Well, actually, no, my, let me rephrase this, actually. I wasn't keeping my eye on this, and I didn't even know this show existed. I actually found out about this show because I saw a clip from it, from an episode of it, of a fight scene between this one guy and these three other people. And this show is called Hitori no Shita, The Outcast, and it's on its third season. And in this clip that I saw, I'm a huge fan of like really well choreographed fights. Like outside of anime, I love martial arts movies, I love martial arts shows, things like that. And this clip that I watched had phenomenal, and I mean phenomenal, action sequences mixing that perfect level of, like, pure hand-to-hand combat with a little touch of uh, magic and chi manipulation. And so it really, it, it was surprising to watch. And I had to, to the point where I actually had to go and find out what it was from. And now that I know what it is, I do plan on watching it. And I wanted to reach out and be like, if you've seen this show before, and know of this show, and you know if it's good or not, you know, like, why didn't you tell me before? Like, this, like, a show that has good fight scenes like that on this kind of level, I can always get behind. Now, I can't say I can cover everything because there's still a whole bunch, despite, you know, everything that's going on. But overall, the season is, um, I think it has, like, a lot of pockets of, like, small hits and, like, really strong shows. 
So I'm not upset with where this is. Um, I like the amount of shows that we have. And I'm kind of like, on one end, I'm kind of sad that certain shows aren't really on. But at the same time, I'm really glad because I get to watch different shows where I normally wouldn't. There's a couple other shows that I'm looking at that I didn't really get a chance to talk to, but like I will be in watching. So we'll see how the season pans out. But uh, anything from you that you want to talk about in particular? Really, all I'm over here trying to do is figure out the uh, timeline and update on them. Because <laughs> um, oh. we've only got a few episodes because it's one of the COVID mixtape hits. Um, yes. But uh, it's weird, and I know I've mentioned this to you, but like, it says that it's late, or not, it says it's uh, early Meiji era, and Meiji was uh, 1868 to 1912, and, you know, things that uh, Apare says, it seems like he clearly remembers the Tokugawa government, because it's like, it's easier to get parts now, which makes it seem like he's been tinkering since the Tokugawa were in charge. But then the level of technology that's in automobiles and the prevalence of automobiles in the U.S. makes it seem like it's closer to the end of the Meiji. You know, because cars look like, you know, turn-of-the-century kind of deals which would mean it's late Meiji. I mean, it, it's definitely, you know, pre-Model T, because I don't see any Model Ts, but it, it's just a little too advanced. That is... See, my, my thought process on that is, like, there are certain shows that have that, but, like, they're kind of probably pushing the limits, in a sense. Because yeah. my take is... It's possible he could have grown up with a parent that tinkered, so he kind of helped his parents tinker. It's, it's possible, his... but then, you know, it would be later in the Meiji. Era. Yeah, exactly. So, like, there, there's a lot to take. It's in... All I know is they got the U.S. flag wrong. I can't fault them for that. They're not the U.S., and, you know, they probably don't teach all the different U.S. flags that we've had through history to the Japanese. The American flag is a 50-star flag. Yeah. As far as they're concerned, it's not, you know, probably, if it were really Meiji, it'd be like a 36-star flag, I believe. Probably, but that even I couldn't tell you the exact amount that it would be at this point. During that timeline. We don't know what the year is, because even the show doesn't know what yeah. year it is. Um, honestly, I don't really have much that we haven't talked about. Because, um, again, you know, I, I haven't exactly watched as much as I should be. Yeah, that is what it is. But I will say this. Oh, I know. Thank God I don't have to watch more SAO this season. <laughs> <laughs> I will say I am pleasantly surprised by overall how well the uh, anime community and the anime studios have been handling this whole situation. And 
still putting out some shows while taking into consideration what they can and cannot do in the future. So I'm looking forward to seeing how much further we can get, but for now, I'm alright. I'm alright. But um, you'll you'll be hearing this talk again when we have more information and when we do the anime rewards. But until then, I will see you guys later, and yeah, it's going to be fun.